Hi there. Welcome to episode 84 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to comes from a game-changing game for the Super NES. It's the game that brought polygon rendering to Nintendo's 16-bit console via the Super FX chip. And it just so happened to be an awesomely fun time as well. Make sure you rescue Slippy, because tonight we listen to the music of Star Fox for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Good luck! Hey Matt, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Uh, my neck hurts, but other than that, I'm pretty good. Um... Do I want to know? I No, it was, uh, I woke up stiff one morning and decided, you know what? I'm going to do some push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> and I'm not going to stretch before I do them, because that's what smart people do. Uh, I'm not good at being in shape, which is why I'm not. Uh, but the whole process of getting there, I'm, I'm genuinely terrible at, and I hurt myself doing stupid things like yeah i'll just do a couple of sit-ups and i'm not going to stretch even though my neck is uh stiff and then like i finished and everything hurt it was it was a bad time for the record round is a shape that is true i am in a shape it is a very jiggly one <laughs> more to love uh so what's uh we're, we're talking star fox today huh this was your pick yes sir uh and it was a, a very good pick at that thank you for I rather like this game and I rather like its soundtrack. So let's let's get to work, shall we? Yes, we shall. Matt, it is with some history. Star Fox was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in 1993 across all territories, starting in February in Japan and the following months in the U.S. and Europe. The game was developed by Argonaut Software and Nintendo EAD and was something of a technical marvel at the time. The Super NES wasn't designed with pushing polygons in mind, but thanks to the Super FX chip, rudimentary polygons weren't just possible, they were downright usable. Star Fox kicked off a franchise for Nintendo that's still around today, though it's been through more than its fair share of hard times over the years. Still, the original SNES game holds up remarkably well today, especially considering its overwhelming technical limitations. The game's composer was Hajime Hirasawa. Hirasawa doesn't have many game credits to his name because, as far as I can tell, he wasn't a video game composer for very long. The only games he seems to have written music for, and again, at least this is according to my research, are Time Twist, Rekishi no Katsumi Day for the Famicom Disk System, Super Scope 6 for the Super NES, and Star Fox. He worked with Nintendo for about two years, and according to Dylan Cuthbert, left the company over ownership right rights issues regarding his music. He's currently president of Faith Incorporated, an IT company he helped found that was apparently pretty important in the realm of ringtone tech. And if you know anything about ringtones, well, they're uh, they're on all our phones. So I guess he's doing pretty well for himself, uh, considering that he doesn't really write music anymore, and uh, or at least he doesn't write video game music anymore, which is a ding-dang shame, because good lord, this is a good soundtrack. And uh, it, it's fun thinking about Thinking back, uh, I remember having a lot of really good fun times with that Super Scope 6 cartridge. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the music from that and see if I can pick out any similarities. Yeah, Super Scope's get, for sure, 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 sure. We're on fire tonight. Oh, banging on all cylinders, buddy. Super <laughs> Scope 6 was a very interesting title. I don't think I um I got a lot of FaceTime with that, but I, I don't really remember anything about it except for the actual peripheral you know, piece of equipment. Oh, the Super Scope itself. Yeah. Which is a great thing. I, I, I was a huge fan of the Super Scope. I love the Super Scope. I'm a big, big fan of uh, uh, Battle Clash and its sequel, Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge. Mm. Um, 
those are really, really awesome games, uh, especially when you play them with the scope, because you can emulate those games, but it's it's a totally different animal when you're actually using the super scope itself. Um, but that's it. We're, we're talking podcast for another podcast here. <laughs> Battle Clash is on my list, people. I'm going to make you listen to it one of these days. <laughs> you heard it here first or second first. or third. Or, or if you've spoken to me before, <laughs> I do like to rant about uh, about Battle Clash. So, uh, but but getting back to what we're talking about here, uh, Star Fox. What is your history with this game? Wow. Oh man. Um, this was definitely one of the games I owned original cartridge. I might even still actually have the original cartridge from when I was a kid. Um, I loved this game like unconditionally. I played the hell out of this game. I beat it and I beat it and I beat it and I beat it. And I just kept coming back and I played it over and over and over again. There was something really great about this game at the time. Um, Not just at the time. It's just good. No, no, no. It, it's a great game. Absolutely. I think at the time it was like, oh, it was, this was a really big deal. At least for me, it was me and my friends. Um, I remember getting it and then like hanging out after school we would go to each other's houses and we'd bring games and borrow games and lend games. And this was one that we would, since I had beaten it so many times, we would essentially just take turns, you know, playing levels and just passing the controller and beating the game again and again and again. And just like, it just, it was just one of those games. And, and uh, like we said at the beginning, it, it still holds up uh, surprisingly enough. You, you know, you, you may, there may be a couple of cringeworthy moments, but like, yeah, like the frame rate is difficult, you know, yeah. but uh, the actual gameplay, it's, and this is really a, a similar situation with uh, another uh, Super FX chip game that we will do on this show, the beloved by me and several other people, <laughs> uh, literally several other people, Stunt Race <laughs> FX. Once ah. you get past the frame rate, the gameplay itself is actually really good and um I was just playing Star Fox before the show tonight, uh, just because I had a few minutes and I was going to play uh, something else. And I thought, no, we're going to play Star Fox. I haven't played, we're going to do Star Fox tonight. I haven't played that game in a while. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, boot it up on my Super NES Classic and give it a try. And yeah, man, it's not that it's a surprise to me in the least, but that game still holds up remarkably well. It's it is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked. I, I, I'm. A, I, I kind of have a soft spot for flight simulators, and um, I like the the third person or the third perspective, not so mm -hmm. much in the cockpit. Yeah. Um, Every time you get to those levels, I immediately change the camera angle. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I need that third person. Because um, the R wing is such a cool design too. Yeah. And really, everything in this game is such a cool design. I love the visual, like. I know people rag on the visuals for being just these super duper simple polygons, but honestly, it's one of my favorite things about it. I love the look of this game. It's just like I loved the look of the original Virtua Fighter, you know? It was right. it's such a that 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 money for nothing music video by Dire Straits. Yeah, I, I love those <laughs> really, really, really simple uh flat polygons with no textures. I really love that look. And uh I, I think this original game does it pretty well. A lot of um, like, sure, it's it's you know, it's a very linear gameplay, but um, I think what they did within the confines of the linear gameplay was just great. There's a lot of elements to it that um, keep 
keep each level interesting. Um, you know, it, it keeps it fun, uh, mixes it up a lot. It's it. I I don't know. I, if you haven't played it, it's 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 worth a shot playing. It really is. It takes you to so many interesting worlds. Like I remember. Um... Early on with me playing it, I, I dared not go very far in the hard level for a long time because mm. uh, it took a long time for me to get good enough at it to really make any progress in, in the hard and what is it, the, the third path. Mm-hmm. So like I had beaten the, the easy mode like, I don't know, a couple billion times and, sure. and the normal you know path two I took that a bunch of times too and got really good at it. And finally I was like, all right. I'm going for it. I'm, I'm taking path number three. And I, I just did. I didn't know what to expect, but it was when I got to Fortuna, I was just that. That's still one of the most impressive levels to me. Uh, it, it still just blows my mind. Just this year creativity of it, because it is again, using these like ultra simple polygons, but you're, you're flying over this planet and all these plants and stuff are growing right in front of your ship as you go along yep. and then you go over the ocean and on the the fish monsters start jumping out of the water at you and spitting fire and i what a just i love this game i love <laughs> this game so much i remember being so completely blown away by it when it came out because if i'm if my memory is serving me right which i don't know sometimes it does but mm. i feel like this was post virtual fighter right like this had to have been post virtual the original virtual fighter in arcades i have the internet at at my fingertips i r t u a fighter arcade <laughs> i'm just going to look it up and make sure that i'm not a crazy person well both uh, are totally possible initial release date october of 1993 and this was February of '93. Mm. Oh, but not in the U.S. It was not in the U.S. Yeah, yeah it was uh, around that time. No, but honestly, even you know, Virtual Fighter or no, I hadn't seen anything quite like this before. Uh, besides right. the Dire Straits music video, the Money for Nothing music video, I'm sure, sure. I had seen that before. And um, seeing the Super Nintendo actually push a 3D game like this was super wild, right? Because we hadn't seen 3D games like this. You'd seen Mode 7 and whatnot, but, you know, pushing polygons, race driving, that was the game. Hard driving in the arcade. Hard, hard driving, driving race in the arcade, yeah. yes. That was where I was familiar with this uh, this visual style from. And seeing it run on my Super Nintendo as well as it did was just, like, really, really floored me. And, you know, I remember seeing the, all the posters for it using the super cool puppets, like, Oh my god, those those figurines that they used to make those ads were so awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the character designs. I love the world that this created. I love all the different stages, the the weird hidden stuff like the black hole and the giant yep. slot machine and and the music, of course, the music which is really why we're freaking here. good. Exactly. This is why we're here. We're going on on how great this game yep. is. And honestly, I this is it's my favorite Star Fox game bar none. I I know a lot of folks love Star Fox 64, and I love Star Fox 64. That is a great game, but honestly, I always revert to liking the original Star Fox better because of the music. That's the that's the factor that really pushes the original over for me. Um, but, you know, Star Fox 64 is really an amazing game, but I don't love the soundtrack in that game. I love the soundtrack in the original Star Fox. It's such an amazing theme. It's such a good movie style theme. We talked a lot about this on the uh, the Smash Brothers episode where we talked Star Fox. You know, 
most yes. of the songs that we pulled were from the original game because I just think they're better compositions. They're just awesome tunes. Um, at you are about to hear as we listen. So let's get started. <laughs> as as they say on The Simpsons, less chat, more splat. Yes, less chat, more splat. Great at segues. So uh, the first <laughs> the first two tracks we're going to listen to, we're going to kind of lump them together. Uh, because they're essentially just two variations of the main theme for Star Fox. Um, they are the controls when you're, you're choosing your controls, and then when you choose your course map, they are the theme song that you know you'll you'll hear. You hear more or less a couple of times throughout the course of the game, and including the the game's very ending. And I believe that is the tune that we listened to uh, when we started the episode uh, before we started recording. So uh, we're going to play Controls, then we're going to play Course Map uh, almost immediately following it. And you know, if you are unfamiliar with this, you will hear that, yes, it is essentially the same song, but two very different versions of it, and both of them are truly wonderful. So uh, let's hop into the first one here. This is Controls from Star Fox. Enjoy. <laughs> That was controls, and now let's listen to course map select. that that pair of tunes right there funny story about the controls one uh it was one of the first songs i ever taught myself how to play on a keyboard wow i had a a, a pretty cool like full-size casio keyboard in my bedroom that i got for christmas and um i i just have these very specific memories of sitting down in front of that keyboard and training my hands to do the, you know, one left hand doing the bass line and the right hand doing the melody, uh, just leaving on that control screen and trying to, like, get it down before school. I just, I, I have such spe- such specific and fond memories of that. Uh, every single time the control screen music comes on, either on my iPod or when I play this game, those memories always come flooding back. And I love this tune. I love both versions of it. I love the timpani and the course select version of it. It just makes it sound so epic and movie score-esque, you know? Uh, it's really just just mm, wonderful. Uh, small side note, I always wish, as an air quotes, and I use air quotes, a uh, musician that I, I had an ear for picking things out and being able to play them. So I'm a little jealous of that. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, everything you just said about the, the pieces, I, I want to duplicate. I want to you know, mirror, echo, whatever. The timpani in the um, chord selection, 
-hmm. Yeah, it makes it makes the I think it sets the tone for the game. You're about to get into something very big. You know, you're you're a star fighter. You know, you're pilot. You're you're out in space. We all know space is giant, and you know, sure, you're you're confined by the polygons of the game and the limitations of the system. But I I always thought this game felt big, despite you know maybe the 19 inch screen I was playing it on as a kid or whatever. I always felt like I was on some very big grand adventure, like. I always felt that the dangers in the game were were dangerous. I always felt like the um what's the word I'm looking for? I always felt this urgency. Everything felt urgent. And so hearing the core selection screen music, I think it sets you up for what you're about to get into. And the melody's iconic, both the uh, controls and the core selection. Um you know, Star Fox right off the bat. There it is. You know, mm-hmm. it is. It it always felt extremely epic. This game in general just always felt epic, uh, and and huge and sprawling. And I love this kind of game. I love rail shooters. Uh, mm-hmm. Just this Panzer Dragoon, Sin and Punishment. Love those kinds of games. Really yeah. do. And um, they because they're on rails they can get away with so much more visually, you know, because they don't have to render, you know, they don't have to take into consideration that you're going to go everywhere. So they can only right. have to render what's right in front of you. So they can always be these really, really impressive things like Kid Icarus Uprising on 3DS. Those on rails flight segments are easily some of the best graphics that ever graced a 3DS. They are, they're breathtaking. And, uh, and I, and I love them <laughs> and I, I love this kind of game. Uh, so yes, this music, it's, this music is really, really, um, it's, it's funny thinking about this right now is that music is always so good in these kinds of games. Like I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of Sin and Punishment, I'm thinking of Kid Icarus Uprising, I'm thinking of Panzer Dragoon. They all have really good music. I'm thinking we're going to have uh, a couple new episodes coming your way. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, definitely going to be doing some Panzer Dragoon in the not too distant future. There's a remake coming out of that game, and I am beyond stoked for. But anyway, yeah, rain it back in. Not not dragons, foxes. Foxes. Uh, and great frogs. tunes. Uh, wonderful ways to set up uh, exactly the kind of a uh, expansive wonderfulness you are about to dive into, and then you get hit with the coolness of the coolness. Cornaria. Mm-hmm. Next track is the Cornaria theme. It's the first level of the game, no matter what path you take. And this music is is the cla- uh, next to the main theme that we just heard. It's the classic Star Fox theme. It's the one that gets remixed in in, in Super Smash Brothers a bunch, and it is so much better than anything that ever appeared in Star Fox sixty four. I'm, I'm sorry, to, <laughs> I'm sorry to poo poo on that game, but like, man. That game overshadowed this game so much, and it was so undeserving because this music is great. So let's do it. This is Cornaria from Star Fox. Enjoy.
there you go. That's the Corneria theme taking an an unexpected and awesome turn uh, for the game soundtrack as you listen to it in order, because the game starts off with some very orchestrated movie score stuff. And then this is kind of like a cross between that and rock and roll. You know, you got your distorted guitars, you've got your uh, traditional you know, drums, drum kit kind of kind of sounds going on like it is this is an awesome rock tune uh which is a, a cool way to start off the game proper give me your thoughts on corneria sir uh absolutely one of my favorite songs in the entire game um mostly because it's the one that's been beaten into my brain the most you know level one as, as you said it's level one no matter what path you take yeah but but sonically i think it's such a great song um it sets the tone. Uh, it sets the pacing, I should say, for the game. Um, you know, again, starfighter pilot. You know, you're you're on the rail, but still, you've got to move around the screen, dodging blasts. You know, uh, enemies, moving platforms, all kinds of things. So, I think it's a great piece to get you into "quote unquote" the zone of the game and and what to expect. Uh, for the rest of the game, even though the game itself throws you curveballs and you know, you expect one thing in certain levels, but that's a whole other story. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to this, though. One observation I had when I picked the game, this was the first thing I, you know, I was listening to the soundtrack in order when deciding to pick this game for this episode. The first thing I remember saying to myself was, gee, that synth sound really sounds a lot like Mario Paint, <laughs> the, the, the music creator in Mario Paint. The uh, like the the orchestra hit thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the ducks, the goose sound, right? The goose or the dog, almost. Well, the dog sounded like a dog. dog. It was the duck oh, that yeah. made that 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 orchestra hit sound. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's it's a very similar uh, <laughs> sound effect there. Instrument. But, yeah, but that aside, Good I pull. mean, I, I I love this track though. I think it's it's great. Uh, and then the part my. My musical, oh, yeah. <laughs> my musical sense wants it to go longer, like, you know, from years of listening to, you know, music and metal and stuff and knowing that that's like the break part. And I wanted to go just like two more measures. But it kind of leaves the heart wanting more, which, you know, you kind of always want to leave them wanting more, I guess. I do. I love that. I love that. I, 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 I think that part is particularly brilliant. Just the fact that it, it kind of like messes with the timing a little bit Mm -hmm. a little bit it's yeah but it messes with it in a good way it breaks it up dynamically yeah yeah good track man good track great track one of the best one of the greats yep all right let's 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 keep going though let's continue our adventure through the lilac system uh and this next track is going to be meteor and not meteor uh, because there is probably less meat in this stage. Uh, <laughs> it is meteor, as in space rocks, not meteor, as in space does rock. Space does rock. Where are all these puns coming from? Yeah, I got nothing. All right, yeah. let's listen to meteor. Here it is. Enjoy.
that was uh that was meteor and that's a it's a pretty awesome song right absolutely one of the things i didn't get to mention that this track reminded me of in the last track corneria was the baseline uh the baseline for corneria uh gave you that like uh pulse pounding um push forward for this particular track though the baseline here reminded or it gave me um the mental image or like this weird feeling that I associate with and this isn't may sound weird, you might know exactly what I mean, maybe some of the listeners do too. Music that I would associate with alien stages. So like the baseline does this mm-hmm. So I always think of like crawling through Metroid or, uh, you know, games of the similar nature. So the baseline reminds me of that. And so uh, just a weird observation from here. The other thing um, I want to point out is if you're not listening to this on headphones or something with, like, decent stereo imaging, you're missing the that, like, crystalline sound going back and forth. Like, it starts in the center and then it bounces to the left and the right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just super, super cool. Again, like the Super Nintendo... Uh, really trying and and doing their best to do some stereo imaging and stuff like that, and which, succeeding pretty darn well. Uh, yeah, which at the you know when I think about how I was playing it, I had a a crappy nineteen inch you know color TV. <laughs> it had one little speaker facing out, so I was never getting any of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's one of those things that for the most part people didn't have like great stereo equipment hooked up to their TVs when playing Super Nintendo games back then. So listening to these also listening to them in this this particular form if you've never actually just listened to the Star Fox soundtrack outside of the game you never hear this music in the game without the constant sound of the R-Wings engines True. so um i remember the first time i i downloaded this soundtrack and heard all these tracks like without the engine noise I was like wow this is really cool and it still is it's still super cool oh that's what that sounds like <laughs> And uh, it, I will agree with pretty much everything you said about this track. It's it's really awesome. I love how it is very spacey, you know, um, the uh, the little sound that's, that you were talking <laughs> about that's going back and forth. Yeah. And it does give it that very spacey thing, but it also has a very 90s cool beat to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just has that. It is so 90s, but it is yeah. still it still works, at least it, at least for me, it still really works. It's still real to me, damn it. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Let us move on to Titania. It's a it's a planet. Yep. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
was Titania. The reason I picked that track, um, and I, I think I forgot to mention earlier in the episode that we are definitely not going to be able to hit this game's entire soundtrack um, because there's just there was just too many tracks to fit into one episode, but not quite enough to make it two episodes. Um, so I, I kind of went through and picked just my favorite tracks and also tracks that I think that uh, really showcase how diverse the soundtrack is. And mm-hmm. this is one of those ones that's, it's very clearly a play off of the one we, ju- the track we just listened to the meteor uh, right. song, but at the same, but it's also so different, you know, it's just, it's so much more funky. Uh, and especially that intro, the bam, bam, nah, 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 like that was really, really cool. I, I, Mm, love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I I really like the bass line in this one. Boom 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 boom. And mm-hmm. it it it's uh it's like that walking bass line a bit. It's like cool, but as you said it's funky. Yeah. Um and then again, just a just a great track. And another uh thing about the stereo imaging, they have that there's that weird like sound and it rotates around. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're not listening to this on headphones, you're not really experiencing it to its fullest. Um, but just great. And then there's like this saw part, like cool. It's just I don't know. It's just like you're you're absolutely right when you're saying like this is some pinnacle '90s stuff. But it's like some of the best of the '90s stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Just and and you're right too. A very diverse uh, soundtrack. It is, and and it's also n- uh, cool to show that it is diverse, but it's also fun to see how malleable these basic melodies are, uh, and the way that they they consistently run them through the run them through the game. And it's like that's it's cool, it's smart, it's very well used, and it's very well put together. And it's such a shame this guy isn't making video game music anymore. What are you gonna do? Sticking with the funk. We're moving to Fortuna. This is my favorite stage in the game. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's with all the plants and the dragons and the cool stuff. And uh, this song is like ultra 90s funky, right? <laughs> it is so a product of its time, and it is such a good product of its time. Uh, I love this song. I think you will, too. Here is Fortuna. Good luck.
is the awesome funk that is Fortuna. What do you think of that track? <laughs> you really want to know what I think of that track? I want to. I I want to know what you, a self-proclaimed CNC Music Factory fan, <laughs> thinks of that track. <laughs> oh boy. Um, truthfully, what comes to mind is this is the song that would be the theme song of a cartoon in the '90s about a couple of like inner city detectives. It's like <laughs> it sounds like it would totally be the soundtrack to like a, a 90s who done it. <laughs> there's there's not quite enough record scratches, but yeah. I hear what you're going for. <laughs> it would be that song with more record scratch. Right? Yeah. yeah. More wiki, more wiki wikis. <laughs> um all jokes aside, well one more joke aside. It sounds mm. like it really was like a deep cut off of the uh Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack. Uh, again, not enough record scratches, but still. Um, all jokes aside, though, it's it's a cool tune. Not necessarily one of my favorites, but definitely a cool tune. And it's another, uh, I guess, it really, it's just another kind of spoke in the wheel that is the soundtrack of the game. Again, just being a display of um, what what was capable and how you can have all these different types of, um, for lack of a better term, genres, but still kind of be under the umbrella of Star Fox and be under this umbrella of Space Shooter. Yeah, because we're going to get back to uh, some more orchestral stuff, and it is it definitely is a, con- you know, it, it is a cohesive soundtrack. Sure. Uh, and and it's pretty wild considering how many different styles it goes through. You know, we had hard rock in level one. Now we're into full on '90s funk, and then we're gonna get back to like super serious orchestral sounding stuff uh, pretty soon. And it's just amazing how well it all fits together. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I, I kind of have to mirror what you just said uh, um, a couple of minutes ago. It's a shame this guy's not making more soundtracks, and he's not even in the game anymore. Yeah, just just not not messing with it. But there are some 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 ball and ringtones out there. I'll bet you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many stories about ringtones, but that's a podcast for another podcast. It sure is. We'll do a special all ringtone episode and lose Ooh. every subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you even imagine? Let's not. Let's not. Uh, let's let's move forward though to Asteroid and Venom Orbital. Uh, this mm. is a track that's used in a couple of different stages: the Asteroid stage and the Venom Orbital stage. And it's a really awesome song. So let's listen to it. Enjoy. Thank you. 
So there we are, right back into the movie score arena with some... I love the percussion. All of the percussion in this is so cool. I love the the constant snare drum hits, you know, just the, the, the with with different intensities, like the whole time just kind of adds to the, well, intensity of the track. And again, just really, really good timpani sounds. And not just like a couple of like quick bangs the here and there like it is it's it's very well orchestrated like you would hear in in an orchestra performing with a real timpani player it's it's awesome this is a such a good such a good track there's a lot of um parts to it there's a lot of passages and some passages i absolutely love more than others and i think there's like the second or the third passage which now of course i can't hum the melody to but when it hits it really strikes a chord within me. Um, even apart, uh, even not playing the game, I can still feel like the emotion I felt while playing these parts because mm-hmm. because the music itself is doing that. I don't need the game play in front of me to get that um, to bring that back. But the music itself, so it's it's very expressive music again for some synthesized stuff. Yeah, the drumming uh, or the drums and the timpani, just fantastic. That's like, you know, you can have strings and you can have horn sections, but I think when you have a timpani, that's where it really becomes orchestral music, at least for me. And so a lot of this really is in that field. They have their their synthesized horns and stuff to simulate, you know, as best they can, the horn sections and stuff. But it mm. really, this track really, really comes together so well. It's such a good piece of music. I agree. It is one of the stronger pieces, uh, which is why it's here. Uh, but it is not my uh, it is not my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, there are still there is still a better, to my humble opinion, uh, <laughs> in my humble opinion, not to my humble opinion. I talk words good. <laughs> uh, in in my opinion, the next track, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the names of these tracks is my favorite orchestral style piece in the in the soundtrack, and that is Space Armada, and that is, I believe, one we've already listened to on this show before during our Smash Brothers episodes, uh, and I still think it's amazing. So let's give it a listen. Here is Space Armada from Star Fox. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's Space Armada, and that song's freaking incredible. It's freaking incredible. I, ugh, mm, <laughs> man, it's almost like I was unprepared to listen to that track again. And it's not the first time I've heard it today or even this evening. 
but mm, that song gets me every time. I think that song sounds incredible. It's it's one of the most amazing uses of strings, I think, on the Super Nintendo. And like when you think about all the the great output that Square did with with their RPGs, I, I, that is a bold claim. But I do think that this, True. as far as just sounding like an, an a, a piece of a movie score, is so good. It's such a great melody it's such a great way that they they have the the deeper strings coming under underneath the main melody again with the with the very military sounding snare and the the timpani hits it is mm, mm, so good so good and i i wanted to put this next to asteroid and, and venom orbital because again that song is really really good and i just feel like this is another kind of side of that same coin that's just like, well, there is more orchestral music in here, and it is really freaking good. Um, Wonderful track. Wonderful track. I'm just going to agree. (laughs) You've really summed that all up, like, way too well. Well, yeah. (laughs) I couldn't... There's nothing I can (laughs) add to that, really. Um there is one thing I did want to mention. I uh, It's weird how other tracks are making me think of things that I was thinking of while listening to the tracks from before. Try saying that ten times fast. Um, the This soundtrack does a really good job of um, marrying both this these orchestral passages and pieces that we're, we're gushing over. And then um, using elements, whether it's um, a synthesized sound... Uh, or a smaller element, or maybe even a bigger element, like a, a whole track or something. It does a great job of marrying these two things. Uh, the smaller bits or the p- passages I'm talking about is uh, more futuristic stuff. Mm-hmm. I was talking before about the track that had that crystalline sound. To me, that brings up uh, images of computers and tech and you know flying machines and laser beams you know that kind of stuff and it this soundtrack is very good at marrying the two and creating this kind of uh uh in some cases a hybrid you know like a 50-50 split in some cases 75-25 but it, at, at every turn though every track is good and i think it can because it contains both those elements so again hats off to our composer it's just fantastic soundtrack couldn't agree more. So let's move on. Yes. Uh, the next track is going to be Venom Bass, levels one and three. Uh, it was it's just another good orchestral piece that I couldn't not put in here. So let's do it. Here's Venom Bass. Enjoy. <laughs> Venom bass. Now, the reason I put this one in there, it's it's a great track. It's pretty relatively short, but 
as a musical cue in a game, uh, one of the most memorable on the Super Nintendo. This is such an amazing musical cue. Uh, do do you remember this this scene? It's it's like on the f- the edges of my mind. It's very frayed. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. The very beginning of this of this this song plays when you're. F- it's like a, a brief cinematic of your uh, Arwing spiraling down to the surface of Venom. Right. Do you remember? How it's like getting closer and closer, and then you're down on the right, right, right down on the bottom of uh, on the on the ground level of Venom. Yes. And oh, that just that starting the stage with it just kind of spiraling your way down there. Oh man, classic. <laughs> so good, so good. I mean, there's a lot of great moments in this game, though. A lot of little things like that. Again, oh my it, god. When it would just take the camera would take control and the space arm on a stage. Remember mm-hmm. that one when you go into like at, at the end and you're going through that tunnel and then all of a sudden it just starts going just through the tunnel and all these weird camera angles and you're just like, "Why is yeah. this awesome?" <laughs> it's totally blowing my like 12-year-old brain, you know. Seriously, and then you wind what? up fighting that fighting the core inside there and you're like spinning that's, around that room. Oh, that's absolutely god. one of my favorite boss fights in the game. And, and it's not even like a great boss fight. No. It just looks so good, right? There was it's something just... so impressive about it. And it stuck with me. Because then you blow it up and it shows you like, and then it, it, it takes control of the camera again. Like your ship just kind of flies around and then you fly back out. Like as a physical thing you do in that game, like dodging the little uh, the, the electrified things that go between you and the wall and right. while it's spinning around. Like as an actual game mechanic, it's not, it's not super fun, but it's so impressive to look at. And just thinking of it as like, this is a thing that happened in the movie. It's like when they flew into inside the Death Star and Return right. of the Jedi to blow it up from the inside. You know, it's like one of those crazy, things it's just so cool and then the ship flies out as it blows up with those super cool explosions out of the face i love star fox (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea this episode was gonna go this way i love star fox i love this game they need to make a new good star fox game come on guys could you imagine with the capabilities we have right now they were so close with star fox zero what about they um... were almost there what about star link star link is really cool but it's not a star fox game (laughs) Even though you can play as Cloud, yeah, oh yeah, you can. It it is it's very Star Fox esque, but it's not an on rail shooter. Sure, you know I mean? yeah, it's very open. It's a lot of hovering hovering mechanics instead of free flying. Yeah. Uh, so most of the time, your your vehicle is like moving around like a your your R wings are moving around like a hovercraft instead of a like like an R wing traditionally does. It's a really cool game and I really enjoy it. I've played about two hours of it and put it on the back burner. I intend to get back to it. It is on my backlog list. Um it is a very cool game, but it isn't it isn't an on it isn't a true Star Fox game. And Star Fox Zero for Wii U Man, if they didn't really force you to use the Wii U gamepad in these ridiculous ways, I think that game would have been so cool. I wish they would like just port that to Switch and just take out all the weird motion control stuff and be like, all right, screw it. Star Fox game. Have fun. Um, but that'll never happen. Never say never, but for now. For now. Someone's going to make a good Star Fox game one of these days. And we're going to be there to play. And we're going to be there. Man, do you remember when they came out on GameCube? They're like, here's Star Fox Assault. It's from the team that made the Ace Combat games. And you're like, how the heck, how could this possibly go wrong? And it didn't exactly go wrong, but it didn't go right. It didn't either. go right, exactly. Was, how is this mediocre? How is the Ace Combat team not making <laughs> the best freaking Star Fox? Ah. Yeah, 
Too many chefs spoil the soup. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's listen to some boss music, shall we? Uh, we've gotten through gotten through the 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 bulk of the stages. Uh, I picked three different boss tunes because uh, there are a lot of great boss boss tunes in this game. Um, a lot of them are kind of similar, uh, so I I just picked my three favorites and I went with uh, ones I think are probably the most distinct. So we went with a uh, meteor fortuna and of course. The very last boss against the giant floating face Andros. Oh mm-hmm. my god. One of the best final boss sequences in all of games. But anyway, let's start with boss from the meteor stage. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Bass baseline, huh? Hell yeah, it's baseline. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the best answer ever. That's um, that's that continuation. That song of uh, of kind of that metal, that rock theme you were talking about. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, solid boss music, man. <laughs> I don't really know what else to call it. It's just solid boss music. It's 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 constant intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, it it never relents and nope. it's a uh, it's it's just awesome it's it's awesome <laughs> all right i want t-shirts made that on the front it says bossum and on the back it says you know wave back oh boy yeah <laughs> so if anybody's listening and they make you make designs let's see that so next up is <laughs> the fortuna <laughs> boss uh I love this one. Uh, I love this boss. It's the two-headed dragon. And, oh, yes. And he's like stomping along, and I love how the music kind of reflects that. It's just totally awesome. So it's totally bossome. Mm, Here is uh, the boss music from Fortuna. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
more just killer boss music. Uh, I love how it's the music almost makes it seem like this this giant two headed dragon thing is lumbering, mm-hmm. but it's more like it's dancing the whole time. It just <laughs> seems so happy to see you and kill you. <laughs> it's just it, it just seems like it's the happiest boss in the game. It's like yeah, I got a new friend. I'm going to burn you. <laughs> 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 my favorite part about that track is how the main melody almost feels out of tune it does yeah and so therefore it's very off-putting and there is something very off-putting it matches exactly what's happening because it's like all of a sudden there's this kind of fat dragon that's tiptoeing tiptoe dancing around on the ground uh and it's got this super long tail and two heads it's weird it's awkward and this music fits and doesn't fit flawlessly it's it's remarkably cool there you go star fox star fox mm-hmm. awesome. uh, and our last awesome track <laughs> of course the music that plays during the unforgettable final boss sequence in in uh star fox andros and his giant telekinetic face mm-hmm. oh my god love this love the visual of this uh here we go enjoy Chills just listen to that again. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Oh, I I remember the very first time I got up to this boss fight. Um, as a kid, I I wasn't very good at video games. I was persistent, but I never beat a. There's a laundry list of games that like I should have beaten, but I still haven't. But I remember getting up to this and thinking, "Oh my god, this is it!" Like, and I remember very vividly being like not panicked but that again sense of urgency and i think it was part and parcel to the music because again listening to the music without the game i still feel very like oh my god oh my god oh my god very anxiety ridden but Mm -hmm. i remember seeing his face appearing for the first time just out of thin air in space (laughs) and just being like comes out with the flat tiles like you just go into this room and that sounds happening right and you got the colors swirling in the background Mm -hmm. you're like okay, what am I in for right now? Because you have no idea what's about to show up. And then all these tiles come in from all around you, make just a big flat rectangle and go, and a little reflection goes off Mm -hmm. it. And all of a sudden, this face just morphs out of it and starts barfing up all these tiles at you. You're like, what is happening right now? This is so weird, and I love it. Yeah, man. And then he, and and just button mashing to get through the tiles so you can hit, oh, Uh such a a great boss fight. I was just playing this game earlier, and uh, I was on for, I was on the Fortuna stage, and I beat the dragon, and I got to the, uh, the, the, the stage right after it, and I, uh, section Z, maybe I can't remember. Then I can't remember exactly what stage was after it, but that's the stage that I died on before I had to, you know, put the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
it was the first time John had actually seen the game uh, really for more than a few seconds. And he was like really into it. He thought it was like, <laughs> he thought it was pretty cool looking. He liked it when I got to the dragon and it just occurred to me when this started now, like, man, if I, when I make it to Andros in front of him, he's oh, going to think man. it's the coolest thing. Cause I think he's seen him before in smash brothers. Like the assist trophy shows up. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- so I think he's seen him before, so he'll have like a little bit of a memory of it in the back of his head. But man, when you get into that room, I had a shirt that I ordered from Nintendo power. That was that scene. And oh, wow. it was the R wing shooting the, the Andros cube that was inside the face, mm-hmm. uh, with that big swirly back. It was just the screenshot printed on the back of this giant black t-shirt. I wore that thing until it disintegrated. I <laughs> love that shirt so much. I wish I still had one. Man, that was such a cool shirt and such a such a cool game. One of the best last bosses. Um, I'll agree. I'll absolutely agree. And we're going to follow it up with one of the uh, best, uh, one of my favorite ending sequences. Um, this is a... I, I, it's not that special when you get right down to it, but it just shows all of the, the bosses in the game, more or less. Uh, but it does so in this very contained setting, so you get to see them running at a higher frame rate than you usually do, mm. uh, which always I just thought was super cool. And this is a really, really great uh, ending theme. Um, usually we leave you with the ending, but there was a whole uh, staff roll after that, well, which is set to, which is what we'll leave you with at the end of the night. But uh, So for now, our last track of the evening is Ending from Star Fox. It's a... It's a longer track uh, than anything we've listened to tonight, so uh, strap yourself in and enjoy.
from Star Fox. To me, that's an iconic piece. It, I guess maybe because I've, it's one of the few games I've beaten so many times over and over again and never got really tired of playing. I've heard it so often. But um, it definitely has elements from other songs we've listened to tonight as well as elements from other tracks in the game. I guess really just ultimately putting a bow on things and, and sealing it up for you. Yeah. It's a great, uh, it, you know, it's a great kind of like, I, I don't know if more serious is the right word, but it's, it's a, it's an, it's a play on the actual theme of, right. uh, uh, of Star Fox and just, I, I don't know what else to say about it other, other than it's really freaking good. Um, but it's, <laughs> it is very perfect, like pre ending, you know, it's like, it's very mm-hmm. businessy, like, like very formal. It is. It's very formal, and it's before the celebratory um, main theme uh, slash staff role that we're going to send you out on, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you get your that's where you get your super celebratory bits from. And I think that's where the uh, the conversation happens, right? The fully voiced conversation between uh, Pepper and and Fox. Yeah. Come in, Cornelia. This is Cornelia Pepper speaking. Congratulations on a job well done. Roger. I'm heading back to Corneria. Uh, which is like, <laughs> talk about blowing my little mind back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. They had like a conversation in voices and I heard them talk and it wasn't, it was, right. it was words and that was amazing. Oh boy. Well, this was fun, huh? Absolutely. It, it, Great. This, this really makes me want to play the game. Yeah, uh, it makes me want to play it again, even though I just played it you know, a few hours ago. It makes me want to finish it. I want to get to that, that Antros scene again. Seriously. Boy, uh, what a great pick, Matt. Thank you very much for picking this game. Thank you. Uh, and that's uh, that's our show. Join us next time as I throw my predetermined schedule to the wind because I simply cannot wait any longer to cover the excellence that is Cadence of Hyrule for the Nintendo Switch. And just to make things extra special, Matt and I are going to be joined by our previous co-host, Vicky, so we can all fawn over the awesomeness that is Cadence of Hyrule <laughs> together. And there will be much fawning. This should be a lot of fun, honestly. It it is. It's going to be a blast because I I mean Vicky and I are huge Zelda music fans, mm-hmm. but and I know you haven't heard much of this track, this no. soundtrack yet, and it is it is Zelda music played to your sensibilities. You're gonna crap your pants with how much you love this music. I, I will wear you. depends on that day. Yes, bring extra pants. <laughs> As a general rule of thumb, I carry around extra pants. It's it's a good rule to have, and listeners at home, <laughs> make sure you bring some bring some headphones, man, because you want to talk about some really really great music to absolutely crank as loud as you can. That Cadence of Hyrule, man, solid business, and it's going to be fun. We would like to, as always, hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback forum page on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mailatkk.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already, and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com, and just as the you know continuing shameless plug, head over to the uh, Waveback spinoff, Waveback Overplay, uh, which we are finishing up this week. Cadence of Hyrule uh, Overplay, you know, go figure why it's been on my mind. Hey. <laughs> uh, as well as Blaster Master, we're going to be finishing both those this week, and starting next week, I'll be posting overplays for all of Super Mario Maker 2's soundtrack. 
uh, as well as probably a bonus track from Degeneration, uh, which uh, is is super awesome. So that's going to do it, everybody. We're going to leave you with the staff roll from Star Fox, an amazing song, um, the most full version of the of the Star Fox theme that there is outside of Super Smash Brothers. And uh, really, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our wonderful show, uh, and thank you for being wonderful yourselves. Um, that's it. Have a great night. 